ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستهدي ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهدي الله فهو المهتد ومن يضلل فلن تجد له وليا مرشدا واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وعلى اله وصحابته ومن تبعه الى يوم الدين اما بعد فقال الله تعالى في القران المجيد يا ايها الذين امنوا اذا نودي للصلاه من يوم الجمعه فاسعوا من يوم الجمعه فاسعوا الى ذكر الله وذروا البيع ذلكم خير لكم ان كنتم تعلمون praise be to allah he alone is worthy of all praise we praise him we seek his forgiveness guidance and his mercy we seek refuge and protection of allah from our bad deeds and we seek his protection and refuge from the bad that's inside us know then one who is guided by allah they are truly guided one who is left to go astray will not find a guide or a protector or a helper after that and i bear witness that there is no god but the one true god the creator of the heavens and the earth and all that is between them he has no partners and i bear witness that muhammad peace and blessings of allah be upon him is his slave and messenger hey brothers and sisters my last khutbah we talked about azan and we mentioned this ayah as well that the only reference is indirect in the quran in regards to the azan and that is o you who believe when you are called to the salah of the day of juma that's the only reference in the quran i mentioned that last time and we mentioned last time about the beginnings of the azan at the time of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and how it came in the Uh, true dreams of abdullah ibn abdir rabbi and umar radiyallahu anhuma and the prophet sallallahu said that is truthful that is correct in your dream and and took the words from the adhan from that and established the adhan uh, some years after the salah was actually established five times a day we mentioned last time about the fadail the virtues of those doing the adhan and the encouragement to do the adhan as we said last time even in the wilderness in the badia in the countryside the prophet was encouraging the one to call call raise the voice even if they're on their own in the middle of the countryside to stand and call the uh, the azan and and pray and do the salah because any the prophet sallam said that whomever from the jinn or the insan or the human beings or anything else heard that azan there will be a witness on the day of judgment for that person which is a positive and a good a glad tiding for the person so an encouragement to to do that so we mentioned uh, some of these things uh, last time and the phrases of the azan the various ahadith which are authentic which mentioned various differences in the azan in the number of phrases i mentioned all that last time another hadith that i found which is beautiful hadith about calling the azan establishing salah in the wilderness and in the countryside 
which is reported by an Nasai and Abu Dawood and an authentic hadith where the Prophet Sallallahu إِلَىٰ عَبْدِي هَذَا يُؤَذِّنْ يُؤَذِّنُ وَيُقِيمُ السَّلَاءِ فَقَدْ غَفَرْتُ لِعَبْدِي وَأَدْخَلْتُهُ الْجَنَّةِ Subhanallah, beautiful hadith when the Prophet said that uh, your Lord loves it pleases your Lord and he loves a, a shepherd with his herd in the tops, the peaks of the mountains, calling the adhan and establishing salah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, meaning to those who are with him, the angels, malaika, look all of you at this slave of mine. He's Calling the adhan and establishing the salah while fearing from me. For surely I have forgiven this slave of mine and I have entered him into paradise. A beautiful uh, hadith in an I wanted to mention. The, the fadila, of course, here isn't of the adhan only, but of salah. Uh, this person, not doing it for sure for anybody else because they're on their own with the flock. But this shows... And, and the prophets are saying that Allah says, يَخَافُ minni. They don't fear anybody. They're not doing it for sure or for the community or for the parents or for anybody else. Allah is saying that he is out of fear of me. Out of fear of me. And Allah SWT forgives that person and enters them into paradise. Subhanallah. Now, in regards to the Adhan, an important thing I mentioned last time, just to remind us, is when the Prophet told Abdullah ibn Abdul Rabbi to give the Adhan to Bilal. And yeah. uh, he has a more beautiful voice than yours. And part of that I mentioned last time is the, the sound of the adhan and how spiritual I was talking about last time. How adhan and its words, if we listen to them, and they said, and it is part of the sunnah to choose somebody with musical note, musical notes. And I use the word musical on purpose because that's the idea of a beautiful voice. Yeah. I would say to those who like singing, that they sh and if they've got a good voice, do the adhan and the reward in that is much, much greater as we mentioned those, some of the rewards last time. But before we come to the voice is of course the accuracy of the words and getting them correct because it's in Arabic yeah? and therefore it needs to be correctly done in Arabic. And those are all the recommendations that I mentioned last time about young people learning and the rewards that are, in, uh, are due for them. But what I want to mention today is in regards to the response to the Adhan. And that response which is recommended by Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam in various ahadith that the Prophet sallallahu mentioned. وَقَالَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ إِذَا سَمِعْتُمُ النِّدَاءِ فَقُولُوا مِثْلَ مَا يَقُولُ الْمُؤَذِّنِ ثُمَّ سَلُّوا عَلَيَّا صَلَاةً فَإِنَّهُ مَنْ صَلَّى عَلَيَّا صَلَاةً Sallallahu alayhi ashran. Subhanallah. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he says in this hadith, 
Um, in Muslim, he says, when you hear the adhan, all of you, then repeat the words of what the Mu'addin is saying. Yeah? And in another hadith where he's teaching that to a Sahabi, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, just to clarify, he says, except when he says, Al-Haylata, which is Hayya al-Salah and Hayya al-Falah. You don't repeat that. You say, La hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. Wa qala sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, La hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. Kanz min kunuz al-jannah. Subhanallah. That this, there is no power and might except that of Allah. When you say that, this is a treasure. There are, these words are like pearls from the pearls and treasures of Jannah. So if we want encouragement, there's the encouragement to do these things. So Prophet is saying, repeat the words of the Mu'addin. Then he says, then send salah on me. Sallu alayya. Say Allahumma salli ala Muhammad in the various formats that it is. But that's the minimum to say that after the Mu'addin finishes the Adhan. Say that for whoever says, sends one salah, one salah. Blessing on me, Allah sends 10 salahs on them. Subhanallah. And Allah sending salah on us is not doing salah for us, obviously. It means forgiveness and mercy. For us, 10 times what we do for Rasulullah. So we want encouragement, brothers and sisters. What more encouragement do we need than that? Allah sends 10 salahs. لا تنبغي إلا لعبد من عباد الله وأرجو أن أكون أنه سبحان الله ومن فمن سأل الله لي الوسيلة حلت له شفاعتي سبحان الله رواه مسلم ونحوه رواه البخاري أيضا this is reported in Muslim and similar in Bukhari that Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam saying, then after sending salah on me, ask Allah for, for me, for Rasulullah for the wasila. What is the wasila? He said, it is a place, a station in paradise. It is a station in paradise. No one from the slaves of Allah can reach except one. Please don't concentrate on the bag. <laughs> concentrate on what I'm saying. These are beautiful words of Rasulullah for encouraging us to do something which I found very few people doing. And I don't want us and our generations to come especially to lose this. To lose this sunnah from the encouragement from Rasulullah Then ask for the wasila for me which is a place, a station in Jannah. No one can reach except one person, the Prophet said. And I hope I am that person, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Whoever asks this wasila from Allah, who ask Allah for this wasila for me, then my intercession for them becomes incumbent. That's good news. Bushra, for those who do that, as, though, as if we need encouragement. And in one version, the Prophet mentions the dua, which some of us know and we should teach, and others who don't should learn it and should teach to our children as well. The dua. That the Prophet Sallallahu taught, which is mentioned in Bukhari, Then you say, Allahumma hadhi da'wati ta'amma, Allahumma rabba hadhi da'wati ta'amma, wa salati al-qa'ima, aati Muhammadil wasilatan wa fadila, wa ba'athu maqam mahmudan illadhi wa'ata. 
Then he said, Sallallahu Alaihi Whoever says this dua, then my shafa intercession becomes incumbent on the day of resurrection for that person. Why would we not want to learn and say that then, brothers and sisters? Don't we want his intercession? Don't we need his intercession? We will be in desperate need of the intercession of Imam Al-Anbiya, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And this dua, Oh Allah, Lord of this completed call, yeah, the adhan, and the prayer to be established. Give Muhammad وسلم, the wasila, which I mentioned in the other hadith, that place in Jannah. And special favor. And raise him up in the praiseworthy position or station that you have promised. That you have promised. Then, of course, Prophet said his intercession becomes incumbent. Prophet also actually mentioned in Sahih Muslim another dua, which is also from him, sallallahu So that is also a dua that we can do. وَقَالَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهِ وسلم, Hadith الَّذِي رَوَاهُ مُسْلِمْ إِذَا سَمِعْتُ مَنْ إِذَا سَمِعَ قَالْ مَنْ قَالَ إِذَا سَمِعَ النِّدَاءِ أَشْهَدُ وَلَّا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ وَحْدَهُ لَا شَرِيكَ لَا وَأَشْهَدُ أَنَّ مُحَمَّدًا عَبُدُ هُوَ رَسُولُ رَدِيتُ بِاللَّهِ رَبَّ وَبِالْإِسْلَامِ دِينًا وَبِمُحَمَّدٍ صلى الله عليه وسلم رسولا غفر له ذنبه Similar meaning to the other. Whoever when they hear the adhan, when they hear the adhan, they do this dua, so you can do one or the other. Yeah? Everybody knows what that means. Yeah? I am pleased with my Lord. Yeah? With Allah as my Lord. I'm pleased with Islam as my deen. I'm pleased with Muhammad as, as, as the messenger. Then his or her sins are forgiven. So these are all encouragements for making those du'as after the adhan, sending salah on the Prophet after the adhan, of repeating the adhan, about repeating. Now, ulama had various opinions. Actually, the majority of ulama said it's mandub, and that's the best opinion, really. Mandub means highly recommended, because look at the, look what's on offer for those who do repeat the adhan after the mu'adhin. You're taking partaking of the reward of the Mu'addin as well, who's obviously getting reward for calling the Adhan. Yeah. So there's an encouragement. Hanafiya actually said it is wajib for repeating the words of the Mu'addin. Wajib. Wajib means it's a must. Although I don't believe that's the best opinion for the Hanafis amongst you, that's the position. That's the position of the Hanafiya. Yeah, wajib, they said, for everybody, men, women, children, everybody. Well, children are not answerable, but they meant men, women, those who are adults. Encourage the children to do it as well. Hatta, Jumhur said, even the one who is in post-sexual impurity state, yeah, or even the woman on menses, to repeat the words of uh, the adhan uh, when the mu'adhin calls. And the Hanafiya just excluded the, the women who are on menstruation from the, the wajib of that. Now, people, we'll have a break. I call the call, Yad, wassalamu alaikum, inna lufuru rahim, Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen, as-salatu wassalam, ala ashrafil anbiya wal mursalin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in, amma ba'da yul ikhwa.
Now, so these are the recommendations, encouragements for how we behave in the regards to the Azan. Iqama, because Iqama is also done in a situation of the prayer standing, and it is done more quickly, that is the way in the Sunnah, then nothing came in regards to this of repeating the Iqama or doing any special dua after the Iqama, because after the Iqama, generally the Salah is established. Okay? So that's why majority ulama agreed that there's nothing specific came to that. But of course, when Rasulullah's name is mentioned, it's fine again to say Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. But nothing more came in regards to that. When should the Iqama be done after the Adhan? Ma bayna al-Adhan wal Iqama? Kama qala al-Bukhari fi sahihi. Bukhari mentions a chapter under, in his uh, uh, book of Hadith saying, chapter heading, yeah, what is the time lapse between the Adhan and Iqama? iqama? And under it, it puts nothing. Because there isn't anything authentic in regards to that. Yeah, and that's... Really, the best opinion in regards to that. There's nothing set in that. It depends on how it was done very naturally. The Prophet ﷺ, the Adhan was called Prophet ﷺ generally in his apartment. The Prophet ﷺ, in, in uh, authentic hadith, he said, When you see me, and one uh, riwayah, authentic hadith, is reported by Sabi, that when Prophet ﷺ was seen coming out of the apartment, the Iqamah used to be called. How long was that after the Adhan? Some time. Yeah? Nothing fixed. Allowing people to gather. Of course, nowadays we have timetables, we're given a time, so we tend to follow that because we're given a time when people have to get back, etc. And there's no harm in doing that as well. Um, and then in regards to uh, Iqama itself, people have these differences of opinions, ulama had differences of opinion, or when the Iqama is going, when should we stand for the Salah? Anas said, which is authentic from the Sahaba, he said, I would stand up when the Mu'adhin said, Qad qamat salah And that's his personal opinion, what he personally did. It didn't mean that everybody did that from the Sahaba. It's, uh, uh, so some ulama said, uh, after Qad qamat salah following Anas. Others said, when he says, Hayyal al-Falah, in the qama, then stand up. And I believe Malik had the best opinion. Malik, Imam Malik said, stand during the qama from the beginning to the end of it, anytime. Some said at the end of the qama. But really, it depends on the situation. If you're gathering for Jummah, for example, you've got to so many gathering and everybody's got to get their row straight, then it's better to stand earlier, isn't it? Yeah. So there's nothing fixed in regards to that. In fact, the Prophet ﷺ, which replies specifically to him, وسلم, really, he said to the Sahaba, he said, don't stand up for the Salah until you see me coming out of the apartment. Because he didn't want to inconvenience them. Yeah. So Iqamah is going, and if the Prophet is not there, they'll be just standing, waiting, so he didn't want to inconvenience them. So that's in regards to standing up for the Iqamah. No big deal. Stand up anytime, as long as you're standing before the Salah starts, of course, uh, not sitting down, and people have started the Salah, and you're still sitting, wondering when you should stand. In regards to the Iqamah also, the Prophet said, لا يرد الدعاء بين الأذان والإقامة. Dua between the Adhan and Iqamah, between them, is one of the duas which is not rejected. Meaning, those are duas which are accepted. A special time for dua. When the Adhan is gone uh, and before the Iqamah. Special time for dua. Uh, some Sahaba said, Ya Rasulullah, what should we say? Mada naqul? Qala sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Qulu, 
اللهم إنا نسألك العفو والعافية في الدنيا والآخرة. But that's not the only law. It doesn't mean you're limited by that. Yeah? Oh Allah, we ask you of uh, pardoning and good health in dunya and akhirah. Yeah? So we can uh, say that. We can make any dua from your heart, from your own lips, in your own language. And, uh, and it's a special time for dua. So that. And after iqama, uh, and, and making this dua, of course, muadzin is part of making the dua after the uh, adhan as well. And the various duas that I mentioned already are part of that. Yeah, and other duas for yourself. Yeah, making dua for the intercession of the Prophet ﷺ, sending salah on the Prophet ﷺ. All this is after adhan. Then making dua on top of that for yourself. Muadzin doesn't need to stand up after the adhan to do that. Yeah, after he's finished the adhan, he can sit down and do those duas. There's nothing fixed about standing. If he wants to stand up, that's fine as well. But there's nothing fixed as being religious that he has to stand up and do the adhan after, uh, do the duas after the adhan. Just sit down and do that. Also, in regards to uh, the, the gap between adhan and iqama, as I said, there's nothing fixed in regards to that. Uh, Salatul Maghrib, some people said there's something special about and there's a, a longer gap between the adhan and iqama. Well, the only thing that comes with that is comes from the call of Rasulullah saying, Sallu rakatain qabl al-maghrib. Sallu rakatain qabl al-maghrib. He said that three times. Pray two rakats before maghrib. Yeah, not all ulama accepted this. Yeah, but the hadith is authentic and we have other authentic hadith about sahaba Sahaba praying those two rakahs, yeah, two rakahs behind the pillars of the mosque before Maghrib, Salatul Maghrib, before Salatul Maghrib, which are authentic reports as well. So therefore, it will be recommended, but not a must, that after the Adhan of Maghrib, give opportunity for those who want to perform that sunnah to do two rakahs, so they can do it. You don't have to do it. It's not even, ulama are all agreed, for even those who say it's sunnah, that it is not sunnah mu'akkada. It is not being stressed upon so much. But it's fine to do it. Yeah. And this is uh, fine for those who do it. Fine for those who are sitting just doing dhikr and remembering Allah. And they don't do it. Those are some of the things I wanted to mention in regards to adhan. And especially our response to the adhan. And the reward that's in store. And the special time for making dua. Yeah, so that we remember those things. Also, the Prophet ﷺ said, "Baina kulli adhan rakatan, rakat, baina kulli adhan rakatan." That there's between, and here the ulama say between every adhan and iqama, because iqama is also called like an adhan as well. That it is recommended also to do two rakats if you have time before the imam starts the salah, of course. Yeah, so if the gap is there enough, yeah, that also is part of the sunnah. Women doing adhan, to finish with, well, actually, majority of the ulama, Shafi'iyya, uh, Shafi'iyya, Malikiyya, uh, and Hanafiya said there's no adhan for women, and they dislike the women to do the adhan and aqama. Iqama, we're talking about women praying on their own. I'm not talking about women doing adhan in a mosque. Yeah, that is not from the sunnah, it's for men to do the adhan. But women on their own, praying together, that's not the only opinion. Ahmed, for example, and Ibn, Abba, uh, Ibn Umar, 
from the Sahaba said there's no adhan for women, but if they do it, the adhan and aqama, there's no, it's dhikr, it's remembering Allah, so there's no issue. Isaac ibn Rahaway, who was from the time of uh, uh, Imam Shafi'i and uh, Ahmad ibn Hanbal, one of the great scholars uh, of the time, independent of the uh, former Lahib himself, said he, his opinion was it is mustahab, recommended also for women when they're on their own doing salah to do the adhan and the aqama. Others said, like uh, 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 Al-Awza'i, who was a Shami scholar, independent in his own right as well, said that it's... It's fine to do, it's recommended to do the iqama, they don't have to do the iqama. So these are various opinions, and I think personally, Allahu Alam, uh, there's nothing against the fact that when women are gathered, and women only are praying together, there's nothing against fact, and I would say it's fine, it's dhikr for them to do the iqama, call the iqama, and do the iqama while they stand for prayer in their own uh, company. May Allah SWT uh, bring from us for the future, mu'adhineen, those who uh, will have the long necks on Yawm Al-Qiyamah, not like giraffes, but the long necks, as I've said many times, is to do with their fadila, their special favor with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yeah? May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala may produce many more from us who uh, are given that fadila on Yawm Al-Qiyamah. And uh, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide us, guide our children, our children's children. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us to encourage our young ones to take from these uh, sunan, yeah, this is, these are our ways, brothers and sisters. If we ourselves are forgetting them, neglecting them, then the future generation will, who come will forget a lot more and neglect a lot more. Yeah, so these are things that must be revived and practiced. Yeah, and, and, and we really believe, do we not? With our hearts, we must, we must, that those rewards are in store for what the Prophet said, sins being forgiven, being entered into paradise, that his intercession being, yeah, being accepted for us. We really believe that. And if we believe that, then that's enough and of encouragement for us to practice those things. Inna Allahu malaikatahu yusallu ala nabi. Ya ayyuhaladheena amanu sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima. Allahumma salli wa barak ala Muhammad wa ala ali Muhammad. Kama sallayta wa barakta ala Ibrahima wa ala ali Ibrahima innaka hamidun majid. Inna allaha ya'muru bil adli wal ihsan. Wa ita'ithil qurba. Wa yanha anil fahshai wal munkar wal baghi. Ya'idhukum la'allakum tadhakkaroon. Uzkuru allaha yazkurukum. Wad'uuhu yastajib lakum. Wala dhikru allahi akbar. Wallahu ya'lamu ma tasna'oon. Kumu ila salah ayu al-ikhwa. And after the salah, 